Hey team, welcome back to the show. Today it is Coach Andrea and I, and we're going to be getting into a little bit different topic than we normally chat about. Um, we're going to be talking about like some things personal to me, specifically with like my relationship to alcohol and food to an extent as well, and kind of how I like reduced the instances of overconsuming, which was really something that was a challenge for me for a long time. So first to kind of dig into why I wanted to talk about this, I've just found like a big part of the conversation that we're going to share here in the last couple of weeks, this is just something that I've talked about with so many clients. And I know I had talked about it with so many clients, like those coming up, like um, my own personal challenges with this, like kind of how I work through them, how we typically recommend clients work through them that um it was so it seemed like it was just coming up so much that i shared it in our client facebook group and again i got a ton of good feedback on that it seemed to be very helpful so i wanted to actually just dig a little bit deeper and record a podcast on it as i'm assuming the rest of the audience will really benefit from it as well um now also getting into this i do want to give there is like a sequence of questions at the end um, where we've, this is something we've worked through with people for a long time, like have had like different series of questions to work through here, but the most recent one that I found, and I think is the best is like the sequence of questions at the end when you're working through, like, how do we manage this? Um, Leah, I think is her last name Nelson. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just know her as the Leah on yeah. Instagram. Um, awesome. Great coach. <clears throat> Go give her a follow. She definitely, she taught us these questions. So she deserves the credit for the questions at the end, but I really wanted to talk through again, like um, my own personal journey. And then I think like I found a lot of people have just been able to take a lot of, find a lot of takeaways in this and have found it helpful. So really like if you are someone who struggles with, okay, these are my goals. Like I have these fat loss goals or have these physique goals. And I don't understand why I keep undoing my progress, why I keep self-sabotaging myself. Maybe that comes in the form of you like just want to have one drink and you end up having five drinks and then you end up overdoing it. Or maybe it is, hey, like, I feel like I have these goals and they're very important to me. But every time I go out to eat, for example, I um, just really end up overdoing it and setting myself back. And it's so frustrating. I don't understand why I do that. And for most people, like, I think most people think they need macros. But in reality, oftentimes it is and like people think like the missing pieces, I just don't have the right macros, I don't have the right diet. But oftentimes this is the actual missing piece. Um before we dig into it a little bit deeper, Andrea, anything you wanted to add there? Um, not really. I just, I think that this is going to be really helpful. Like you said, obviously having accountability can be very helpful when um, thinking through sticking with the diet. But one of the biggest pieces with the accountability side is not just you're checking in with us as coaches, but it's, we're almost giving you homework of like, do this thing whenever you have this come up and it's only going to work if you actually do it. Just having the tool doesn't do anything unless you actually put these things into practice. So the sort of like questions that we answer to dig a little bit deeper or any questions that we have for clients in check-ins and things like that, those are one of the most important things of coaching because it helps us get a layer deeper versus like surface layer. These are your macros. Okay. There should be no problem hitting these. Yeah. I think a lot of people think they just need to do the physical work, but there's a lot of, for a lot of people, if you are someone who again has struggled to get there or stay there within like what's a healthy lean physique, there's probably a lot of mental work you need to do. And I think a lot of people like try to just do the the physical work, be it like, I'm going to commit to a diet and they avoid doing the mental work. And then that's when we typically see like a rebound, right? So for most people, this is something they need to work through. So just give a little bit of context um for my own journey um if i was going to do like the most clickbait title i would say 
here's how I've lost over 70 pounds or something like that. So at my heaviest, I was just right over 250. Um, the leanest I've been, which was for my last photo shoot, I was below 180. Um, now, realistically, I maintain currently right around 200. And as I build more muscle, that's that slowly trends up. But realistically, maintain about probably 40-ish pounds less body fat than I had what I guess that was like 2014, 2015, but really like, I think I first, my first quote unquote successful diet, I think that was in like 2015 before that I always really struggled to like figure out how to lose, lose weight. Um, and it was just like a, uh, it was low carb intermittent fasting. And then I would like have like a free day once per week. Um, basically that, that worked pretty well for me, but it was after the diet was over then I really struggled to maintain. And I would go over the next, honestly, for a long time. Um, I would really say for like the next four-ish years, I really struggled with, okay, I would like when I was in diet mode, I could commit to just nailing it and I could lose like I would lose like 30, 40 pounds. And what a couple a couple months, right? I mean, maybe more like five, five-ish months, but I could really commit to following through with that very well. But maintenance was always a struggle for me. And that was largely because um, of the way that I was managing alcohol and food, right? When I was in these fat loss phases, I could nail it. But then as soon as I was out of them, really, really struggled to just keep things in moderation. Um, so really, I think for working through that for me was one of the most helpful things for me. So basically, um, one of the things I started to recognize is really like as my goals and priorities were changing, um, really again, specifically alcohol was one for me that I was really trying to figure out because any type of social event, now a social event for me, this could be a like, Hey, I'm with friends. Maybe we're having friends over at our apartment or our house. Um, or maybe it's literally just a date night with Katie, regardless of what it was to me, it always felt super incomplete without at least three drinks. And for me, it was like, so it'd be like three glasses of wine or like a whiskey diet, whatever it was. And for me, it was very much like as soon as one was gone, I just constantly felt this overwhelming urge to grab another, right? Where it's like, I just like don't feel right if I'm not sipping on this and I don't like have another one in my hand. Um, now, again, like just as my goals, I don't think that, and that was really for me, that was just how things were for a long time for probably a good, like 10, 11 years. That's just how things have been. Um, that no, that time frame might not be right since like 2000, 2011, that's like basically how things had been for me. But again, like as my goals and priorities were shifting, I really just noticed the amount of drinking that I was doing was hurting my progress in multiple areas with the business. Um, I just wasn't where I wanted to be mentally like those days after I would drink. Um, with my physique. So I really started to wonder like, why do I feel like I need alcohol in order for a night out or any social event to be enjoyable for me? Right? Like, why is it that that's the first thing on my mind in those situations? Why can't I just have one, right? Like, why am I so fixated on this? Why do I have like such a strong urge to grab a drink? So really this took time and this took me digging into it a lot, but really kind of working through, okay. So for me, like the first time I really drank was when I was 18 years old and I was a freshman in college and it was great. Right. And it wasn't because like, I liked the taste of whatever I was drinking. Um, but it was because like, it was the first time in my life. I just 
didn't feel just painfully socially awkward, right? It would just allow me to finally get, it allowed me to get out of my head. Um, my social anxiety was a lot less. Like I was making new friends. I could like kind of talk to girls, things like that. And to me, it was like, this is great, right? I finally like this thing that has always been a huge challenge for me. I just feel like I'm so weird around people. Like it's not, it's not, not there anymore, right? So going forward, alcohol probably turned into my solution to feel comfortable in social situations, which would normally be something that would make me very anxious. So fast forward to where I was at at the time and kind of questioning why I felt like I needed alcohol in so many situations. And I realized it was still almost always for the same reason, right? It was basically just a strategy I developed to make myself feel better in those situations that I otherwise would have just felt super anxious, super nervous, super uncomfortable in. Now, like just me realizing this didn't necessarily fix like the anxiety in those situations. That's still like something that I always have to be very intentional about working on, but it did help me understand that like that feeling I had kind of that craving I had of like needing alcohol in those situations. What I actually wanted wasn't alcohol necessarily. I just wanted to change how I felt and alcohol was a quick way to do that. Now, so before you get to like moving past that, if yeah. you feel comfortable sharing, how did you come to that conclusion that that's what started it? Or was it just like, once you thought about it, it was pretty obvious. It was really just working through it. And I think for me, what the biggest thing was thinking through, like, how did, where could this have started? Like, why could I feel like this is so important, right? It's not like I just love, I, I do think, I think wine tastes good, but past that, like, most alcohol, I don't think like actually, as I think most people feel like I don't yeah. think very many people genuinely like enjoy the taste of a lot, a lot of the things they drink. Like, I don't think that, I don't think that very many people enjoy like bush light enough to actually <laughs> like, wow, this bush light tastes so good. I'm going to drink 25 of them this week. Right. I think it's more so again, there's, there's a lot of times other factors going on there. Um, but I think again, with most of these things, if that's a great first step, if you're like, it's again, examining this relationship. So similar to like, even if you look at like a relationship you have with a person, right. And it's like, I feel like I'm so dependent on this person and it's like so hard for me to like, let go of this person. Then it's like, again, like, where could that have come from? Where could that have started? Right. And like the hard times you got through together or whatever it is, it's kind of, I think very similarly looking at like the same thing with food and alcohol is helpful. Does that answer the question? Was there like journaling or um, any like specific questioning like that, or was it just, like, I did journal, I did journal on it quite a bit. And I do think that's a, that's a great point as well. I do think a lot of times when you're trying to work through these things, for me, it's hard to work through stuff like this in my head because you kind of get stuck in, I think the same loop over mm -hmm. and over, at least for me, I feel like I like try to work through something. I lose focus. I like come back to that same loop just over and over, but like writing it out on paper or even a Google doc is always one of the most helpful things for me. And that's like, I've had a couple of clients this week where like similar things to this have said, Hey, just go journal on this. Right. And I wanted to know like, what's your, what conclusion you come to, because I think that's a much better way to actually do it. And I don't, I don't typically create much structure to it at all. Again, like in those situations, I said, like, here's the specific thing, but it does. I think because you're writing it out, it kind of forces you to continue to progress the thought rather than just like repeat the same thing over and over. Yeah. Something that Leah is, has, um, brought to my attention is free writing. And I had never mm -hmm. done that before because journaling I've always given up on because I'm like, I don't know what to write. There's nothing in my brain, <laughs> but if you do free writing, it's like you set a timer and the goal is just to like write without picking up your pen off of the paper. Yeah. And that 
for anybody else that's listening, if you get stuck in journaling, that is really helpful because it just forces you to like kind of stop thinking so hard about it and just sort of brain dump onto the page. Yeah. I think that's always very helpful. And that's like every day, like one of the first things I do um, is even just like in my journal, just why am I doing what I'm doing today? And just, it doesn't, it's different every day, but it's just like, again, like, how do I want to show up? What are my, like, what's my actual motivation behind this? Why is it important to me? That's always helpful for me as well. But any other thoughts on that before we move on? No, go ahead. Okay. Okay. So again, like one thing I want to make sure is clear is this isn't like an anti-alcohol podcast. Like, I don't think it's something that is bad. I still enjoy a drink sometimes. Andrea, I know on a very, very rare occasion you do also. (laughs) I don't know. I also don't always think it has to be like this deep, right? Sometimes it's just fun to drink, or maybe you do just enjoy the taste, but I do think it's beneficial for a lot of people to look into Again, especially if you find yourself frustrated with the way you handled alcohol or food in the recent past, it's probably worth thinking deeper into and asking yourself a few questions in a situation where you would normally sabotage yourself, right? And again, I think that a lot of people just think, like for me for a long time, it was like a, this is just, this is just the way I am, right? And don't think any deeper than that. And I have the same conversation with a lot of clients, right? As far as like, again, like, hey, why is it that Again, I'm not saying this is bad, right? I know I want to make sure that's clear. Like this isn't coming from a place of shame or judgment. If it's just like, hey, this is how I prefer to be, that's okay. But here, this is in the context of clients who are on one end, it's like, this is just what's always been normal for me or for a very long time, it's been normal for me. But at the same time, I'm frustrated with myself because I see how this is like hurting my progress. And I don't know why this is so hard for me to change or give up. So again, it's not from a place of shame or judgment, but rather someone has decided this is something that I want to change, but I don't know why it's so hard for me to change. That's where, again, I think digging into these things a little bit deeper and probably like not just accepting like, oh yeah, this is how I am, or this is how my parents were. And like, that's, I mean, maybe that was the case, but it doesn't have to be for you going forward, right? We're still very much in control of changing these things. Um, But again, like the biggest point of all of that, which I kind of got away from is again, for me was understanding that the thing that I wanted in those situations wasn't necessarily the alcohol. It was, I wanted to feel a different way, right? I wanted something that helped me with anxiety and felt like I could better manage the situation. And alcohol was really the only way that I had dealt or that I had um, kind of developed to cope with that. So to bring it back to this again, um, to work through that series of questions, which again, I've given several people the homework of this just in the last week, when you're in the situation where you feel like you would normally sabotage yourself. And I've worked through this with both for me, and we'll talk about food in a moment as well, but very much for like meals out specifically as well. Um, but also with alcohol. So again, when you find yourself in that situation, a series of questions you could work through is first, how do I feel emotionally and physically right now, right? Um, Because oftentimes, like think of food as almost like a, think of food as almost like a physical stimulus that can distract us from physical discomfort or emotional discomfort, right? I was talking to one client through this and it was like, she has these occasional instances of overeating and we worked through like, okay, so when do these come up? We basically worked through these series of questions. And for her, it was like, okay, when I'm hungover or like she had a recent procedure. Um, but basically we determined like, Hey, it's basically whenever I physically feel like shit, I go to this. Right. So again, it's another physical stimulus. It kind of distracts us from physically feeling bad. 
But I find for more people than not, it's typically like to distract from something emotionally, right? For me, it was a social anxiety. Um, and it was kind of a, for the alcohol, of course, like getting drunk, I think typically helps with that. But again, a lot of people, I think use food in the same manner, right? Where it's again, like a different kind of stimulus that does make you feel good, at least in the short term and helps, helps, um, helps kind of distract you from maybe I feel sad or lonely or angry or whatever it is. And it oftentimes can help to help um, kind of distract you from that emotion in the short term, which is again, a lot of times why people do develop these relationships. Um, so again, first just check in both physically and emotionally. How do I feel? What do I feel in my body right now? Like, does anything hurt? Do I feel like shit? Am I hungover? Um, similarly, emotionally, how do I feel? Right? Am I sad, lonely, angry, depressed? Now from there, then ask yourself, do I actually want this food or drink? Or am I avoiding something I'm feeling emotionally or physically? So from there, if you don't actually want the food or drink, the question becomes, what do I actually need to resolve this feeling? And if you do actually want that thing, the next question is, if I have this thing, how will I feel about it the next day? And again, I want to give credit to Leah for these series of questions. Again, that's the Leah on Instagram. She's awesome. Go give her a follow as well. Um, because I think just like the way she frames this is so great. But then again, from there, if it's like, I'll feel totally fine, then that's that's completely okay, right? Just go ahead. Um, but if on the flip side, it's okay, if I have this, I'll regret it in 24 hours, I'll regret it the next day. Then I would look at it from the frame of, okay, well, probably like I want to kind of protect the well-being of my future self and make a decision that's in their best interest, right? Kind of playing the long game rather than focusing on the immediate gratification. Um, and again, I think this is just so relevant to alcohol and food for most people. Like I, 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 again, very similarly to like kind of end to actually like get better at the skill of maintenance, which again, I think most people are very similar to how I was when I started where it's like, I can get in diet mode and I can just lock it down for 12 weeks and I can see a great result. But it's maintaining that result afterwards that is the hard part because then I fall into my old patterns, right? Where if I'm not just avoiding these things, if I'm not just avoiding social situations, it's so much harder for me to maintain. And again, really working through this is one of the biggest things for most people in that case. But again, like for, it was also really prevalent to food for me where it was like every time I go out to eat, why is it that I don't feel like I can just like stop when I feel full or when I've had a reasonable amount? But it's like, and I never struggled with this at home, but it was like anytime I'm like out at a restaurant, which I think is another normal thing I've talked through with clients. It's like, why is there such a strong compulsion to feel like I like have to eat everything I can until I'm like as full as I possibly can be? Like I remember in college, like it would be like we go somewhere and it's like Katie has to drive us so I can like lay my chair back because I just feel like shit after eating so much. But that was again like an interesting thing where like similarly, like, man, why is there such a strong compulsion to do that? Um, and honestly, I think for me, like, like they both kind of came back to the same thing. It, I know it sounds ridiculous, even like with my girlfriend, now my fiance, but the same thing is like in that situation, like me, like being anxious, like, am I doing a good enough job connecting? Like, what if now that we're like one-on-one and she like sees that there's like all these f- flaws. So obviously like a lot of things that I had to work through on that side of things as well, but really it was again to like kind of distract from those feelings and even like me eating is a distraction from like what if i can't carry this conversation right and it's an it's an interesting thing but for both of i truly think again like a lot of people think 
I just need the right macros. I just need the right training program, but you can't avoid the mental work, right? Like this is again, just so prevalent with so many people. And a lot of times it does just pay such big dividends to actually dig a little bit deeper into your relationships with food and alcohol and all these things. Again, I'm not, I love delicious food too. I'm not saying that any of these things are bad. Same goes for alcohol once again, right? But you may realize that a lot of the relationships you have with those things aren't really currently serving what you want. Or you may realize again, for me, like when I really worked through this and like, then it was like, okay, how much of these things do I need to actually enjoy them and get the feeling that I want from them? Right. What's the actual feeling? Like what's the actual value to me in a date night? Is it me having 10 drinks? Is that really what I need to enjoy it? Or is it, I really connected with Katie and I was actually present with her. And of course, like that's the most enjoyable part for me. Right. So then it's like from a food perspective, from an alcohol perspective, what's the actual dose that I need to enjoy these things versus what's the, what amount is overkill. And I would just feel like shit the next day if, but I'll probably like in the moment feel compelled to do that. And honestly, for me still like almost always before we go out, because this is still like a, I don't want it to sound like it's just like effortless now. I, I really like the alcohol has gotten pretty easy for me. The food is still harder because I think food's just so, so great. Right. <laughs> but, um, I still always have to be very intentional about thinking through beforehand. Okay. Like in this instance, again, like how much might I feel compelled to eat, but it'll just make me feel like shit the next day versus how much do I need to eat to feel like, okay, I was really present. I enjoyed this meal. I enjoyed some good food. But the next day, 24 hours from now, I still feel good about how I managed. I'm going to still like in alignment with my goals and who I want to be. Um, so all that's been extremely helpful for me. I'm really rambling. What other thoughts, any insights do you have as we kind of wrap this up? Yeah, I just think it's important to question it anytime you have the habit or compulsion to eat from a place that's not actual physical hunger. And I I think it's it's helpful also that you said like this isn't something that you've already gotten complete resolve on because it's, it's also easy to think like, okay, once I use this line of questioning one time, I'm going to be fixed and I'm never going to have this again. Like I, I have something, an example from my own, um, life is I've figured out at one, at some point that, um, whenever I would kind of like snack and graze on things in the afternoon, it's because I felt guilty for taking a break from what I maybe thought I should be doing in the day, like whether it's cleaning the house or just like getting something done. Um, and other than just like, you know, stopping to eat lunch or have a a meal. And so that was a way of like making myself kind of feel okay about taking a break, but I didn't actually need that food. Um, and, and I still feel like I should be completing a task (laughs) at all times. Like it's, that's not just like, Oh, I had that realization and now I'm fixed and I don't struggle with that anymore. So if you go through this and you use these questions or journaling or whatever you feel like is going to help you get to the root issue, that isn't the end of it (laughs) from there. There's usually still ongoing work to, um, break that habit that has formed and, um, and, and, eat for hunger rather than to squash emotions. Oh yeah. And I feel like part of it too, is just the food environment we're in. Like you will probably almost always feel relatively compelled to overeat. Right. That's again, I think there's such a misconception that it's just effortless for some people or like once you practice the like fitness stuff, some stuff long enough, it's just effortless. That's just not the case. Right. Like again, still for me, it's very much 
something that does just take a lot of intention. And again, I think that's true for all of us. Like, and I think that's again something I'm revisiting with clients, especially like those people who have lost. I have a couple of clients who have lost a crazy amount in like 50, 60 pounds in the last year. And we're like in Maine is now working through this with like the hey, like the work is always kind of there to it's it's never just like effortless and easy. And it feels like you can coast down and just like you just like do what you want and what you want is naturally in alignment with what's going to keep you lean. Like there's a lot of work we have to do here. And really again, I think for most people, like the physical work is largely in like fat loss and of course building. But in this case, like in this context, fat loss and then the like maintenance phase is oftentimes a lot of mental work around like those habits that kind of like push you to the point where you were prior in your like previous maintenance phases, which were I guess more like gaining phases in this case. But um yeah, I think that that's again, all this just such an important thing to think about. I know for me oftentimes as well, like similar to what you said, I'll often find like when I'm sitting at my desk and I've been like trying to focus for a long period of time on something, I'll just like start to like, I'm hungry and I'll automatically like just get up and go open my door. Like I'm going to go get something to eat. And then I'm like, wait, am I actually hungry? And that's been like, for me, it's also like a form of procrastination. A lot of times yeah. it's like, wait, no, I don't, I'm not actually hungry at all. Why well, is my brain telling me I'm hungry? And then again, it's oftentimes like, well, I'm I'm like, it's an uncomfortable, like I'm trying to push myself to work longer and maybe I don't necessarily want to, but it's like what needs to be done. And it's like just interesting, like how many different ways that comes up. Something kind of funny that relates to this. I, I, this just popped into my brain. This was like years ago. Um, we went rock climbing and took my mother-in-law with us and she got up like higher than she had before. And she goes, I'm hungry. That's amazing. all of a sudden, I gotta go like, back down. Yeah, <laughs> that discomfort was like I'm hungry, and then she was like, "I don't know why I said that." <laughs> That's so funny. That is honestly the perfect example. Yeah. Okay. Um, anything else you'd like to add before we wrap this up? Um, no, I don't think so. I think that this was hopefully really helpful for everybody, and yeah. it can at least get people starting to think about things in this way, and then. Um, you know, hopefully if it's our own clients, they're bringing this stuff to us. Um, but if you're working it out on your own, um, for me, like, feel free to reach out to me and we can talk through it. Or like, if you need help just figuring out how to actually get started on seeing what's going on, I'm always happy to help with that stuff too. Yeah, absolutely. And there are some things where it's like, Hey, the relationship you built here, this might be deeper than like what's within our scope to work through. Yeah, for sure. And it's largely, it's <laughs> I, largely, I won't have answers for you, but I might have some extra questions that can help get you yeah. in the right direction. <laughs> but a lot of people truly just like with some, like us just working through this, just having someone to talk through this with like in a non-judgmental way, I think is really just is so helpful to just again examine these things deeper. And similarly for myself, my clients, um, yeah, hopefully this is helpful. And I also think, again, just understanding that if you feel like you struggle with these things, I think it's so easy to feel like, oh, there's all these people I look up to or like my coach never has these struggles. They don't get it. We probably do, right? I think like there's almost always at least a few things like this people have to work through to ultimately get to be where they want to be in this, this regard. But that is all we have for y'all for this week. As always, thank you guys for tuning in. If you'd like to apply to work with our team, just hit the link in the show notes and we will catch you guys next time.